Again, we say thank you for coming this morning. I see some family that's not been here for a while. Did you hear my great niece and brought her beautiful kids this morning? And, and I just want to say thank you for coming. And we love you. And Jesus loves you. And he does everybody this morning. Hey, man, I've got some brothers, sisters here this morning. And uh, I've got a lot of Christian brothers and sisters. And, I, and I'm a blessed man this morning, Brother Dane. Uh, uh, you know, and sometimes we're, we're, we're blessed, every one of us. This morning, if you was able to get out of bed, you was able to dress yourself, feed yourself, and if you was able to come to the house of God, and if you're able to be here this morning, uh, then you ought to give God a praise for it. Amen? You ought to give God a praise for it because He is worthy to be praised this morning. And you know, in the world that we're living in today, I know it's hard sometimes to get up and get ready, and I know if you've got children, I know it's hard to get up and get ready, but I'm going to tell you something this morning, church. I, if you have got a family this morning, if you're just old and just takes you time to get ready, if you get up, put forth an effort, and you get your family ready, and you come to church, I'm going to tell you something. God's going to see that. God's going to honor that. And God is going to give you a blessing for it. Amen. Amen. That's what it's all about, isn't it, this morning? We try. All right, it's, uh, they're singing this morning. I've done said, and, and it's been about, about the cross, you know, and, and thank God for prayers. And this morning, I thank God for the prayers of people uh, that brought me down to the cross, amen, one day. Uh, and I like to think upon the thought this morning, because I text Tony and give him the title of the message. I don't remember what it was, but thank God. I think it's thank God for the cross this morning. And I want to thank God this morning for the cross this morning. Uh, you know, a lot of people we see it, you know, and I've had people come in the church here and I've heard them say, uh, boy, that's a beautiful cross up there, you know, and, and, and they just see the cross. Uh, but, you know, when I come into it, and I do a lot of times, I'm over here every week, sometimes three, four times a week, and a lot of times I'll sit on this front pew here, sit over there, and I'll look up at that cross, and i go back, and i get to thinking about the cross, uh, and i get to thinking about what that cross really, rep really represents. I see people today wearing chain, you know, necklace. I see them wearing with a cross on it. I see some of the meanest, honorest people that I've ever met in my life. Well, I used to go to jail, they'd have a cross on them. And I just wondered how many people today uh, really knows what the cross uh, really represents this morning. Amen. Uh, but you and I today as Christians, uh, you and I know what that cross represents. Amen. Uh, that cross represents our lives today. It represents salvation. It also represents eternal life because if it had not been for that cross this morning, uh, then what where would you and I be at this morning? Uh, you say, well, preacher, what's so special about the cross? Uh, the cross, this cross, one cross is especially is so, uh, it is so important. Uh, uh, one of these crosses are, and the one that we think about this morning was the one that Jesus Christ uh, was crucified on. Uh, so I thank God for that cross this morning. Uh, amen. And I got to thinking about that. Uh, I was sitting there the other day and I got to really thinking about what does a cross uh, really mean to people? Uh, well, it means different things to people. And some of them, they think it looks good to wear a cross. Uh, but they really don't know what that cross really, really represents. But that cross... Uh, represent your life and my life this morning. Uh, it also re, uh, represents eternal life uh, for each one of us. Uh, and so Jesus said, uh, uh, the Bible says, for it pleased the Father uh, 
that in him, in his son, now listen to it, uh, it pleased the Father that in his son uh, that should all fullness dwell this morning. Uh, you know, it was in his son, it pleased the Father uh, that he was willing, his son was willing uh, to come and suffer and die and be nailed to an old rugged cross, uh, which was a sacrifice uh, for every sin of the world uh, uh, this morning. Amen. Uh, so we don't just worship the cross this morning, uh, but we worship the man that hung on that cross this morning. Uh, if it had not been for that cross uh, uh, this morning, if it had not been for that man uh, that nailed to that cross this morning, uh, then where would you and I be at this morning, amen. Uh, because without uh, that sacrifice, without that cross, uh, without that sacrifice on that cross, uh, we would all be lost and bound uh, for a devil's hell this morning. Uh, I thank God for that cross. Uh, we sing a song sometimes, used to did uh, uh, a hill of uh, the uh, what is on a hill far away. Uh, I stood an old rugged cross. Uh, I thank God uh, uh, this morning, church. Uh, for that rugged cross uh, that they nailed my Savior uh, and your Savior too. Uh, he just, they just did not nail him uh, there without a purpose, my friend. Uh, that cross was not there uh, without a purpose. Uh, that man was not there uh, without a purpose. Uh, that purpose was uh, that them sins, uh, every one of our sins uh, and the sins of the whole world uh, was nailed that day uh, to that old rugged cross when they nailed Jesus on it. You see, the Bible says without the shedding of blood, then there is no remission of sin this morning. I'm glad today, church, that we don't have to catch us a sheep or a goat or something and take it in every year to a priest and kill it and have the blood sprinkled all over us and over the altar. I thank God today that we don't have to do that every year huh, to roll back our sins. Huh? I thank God huh, for that one sacrifice huh, that came huh, and was nailed to that cross huh, over 2,000 years ago. Huh? I said thank God for it. Huh? It was a perfect sacrifice. Huh? It was a sacrifice huh, that we don't have to go every year huh, and present it to a priest. Huh? It was that sacrifice huh, that God sent huh, from the portal of heaven. Huh? That sacrifice huh, was the son of God this morning. He was your hope and he's my hope here today and the hope of all the world and without him then you don't have any hope this morning when I think about what my Lord done for me. I want to get up and praise him more. I want to go to church more. I want to lift my hands and praise him more. You see so many people has forgot what that cross represents. When you forget about that cross and what it represents, then you forget about that sacrifice that was paid for your sins and my sins this morning. Hallelujah. Can you imagine, could you imagine living in a world 
without any hope. If in this life only we had hope in Christ, we would be people most miserable. But I thank God because of the cross, Brother Dean. <laughs> thank God, Brother Mike, because of the cross. I have hope in another life, in another world this morning. Where is your hope at this morning? Where is your hope at this morning? Sometimes we take God for granted. I'm waiting for a amen. Sometimes I'm waiting. Sometimes, sometimes I think we get to live it so comfortable. Somebody said one time, we look at Jesus as an umbrella. We put him or put him in a car, in the trunk of a car, or back seat or somewhere. Sometimes we leave it home, you know, and we drive it around, but we never get him out. You know, if we got an umbrella, we both ladies got them both vehicles. But the only time I really use them is when it's raining, and I'll get them out. That's the way we are with God sometimes. We fold him up, put him somewhere or another. As long as we don't need him, as long as everything's going, all right, sure, we don't need him. We just leave him in there. I don't want to go one. I, I won't walk out of my house without knowing that I've got Jesus Christ in my life. Amen. And if I was here this morning, I'm going to take just a minute here, a break here a minute, and I'm just going to talk to you. If you're here this morning and you're lost and don't know Jesus Christ, I don't know about you, but I know about me. I wouldn't walk out that door without him. Amen. We never know. We never know when death is going to come. We never have warning a lot of times when death is coming. It's like that and you're gone. Things can happen so often. That's why we need to look at that cross this morning. That's why we need to look at the man that hung on that cross this morning. Because he's your only hope. Amen. Amen. He's your only hope. We don't like death, do we? We don't like to talk about death. I've lost family members and I, and I, and I miss them. I, I've lost father, mother, brothers, sisters. I've lost nieces. Uh, I've lost nephews. I've seen them all go down here and be buried. I've seen them all. And it's always a sad time in life. But you know something that makes it a whole lot easier to see that and to face that uh, if you know that they know the man that nailed on that cross this morning. Amen. 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 I stood at our priest funeral with Paul and not having a lot of hope because I'm no judge this morning. I don't judge. But the Bible says we don't have to judge because the Bible says we are known by the fruits that we bear. Amen. And I preached in funerals. It's hard to preach, Brother Dean, because as I know them, there wasn't much hope in it. Wasn't much hope in it. But I've also preached them who I have hope in them and as much as it still hurts, I still have a peace in my heart knowing that they're in heaven and knowing that I'll get to see them again. Ain't that wonderful? You know why that I have that peace? You know why that you can have that peace? You know why that you can have that joy? You know why you can go on and on and on? Because if you are a Christian, your family is Christian, your friend is Christian, and if you have hope in them, 
and if faith die and go on before you do, uh, then praise God, it's a good feeling. It helps us go on. It gives me a greater desire to go on uh, when one of my family members passes away in the Lord, amen. I get homesick sometimes. I want to go see them, amen. But that gives me hope and that makes me want to just reach out there and do a little bit more and a little bit more, amen. You know why? Because I have hope in seeing uh, my family again one of these days, amen. I wouldn't think about going through life without Jesus Christ this morning and having no hope of seeing uh, my loved ones again. And if you love your loved ones, you would accept Jesus Christ and do as Jesus says to do. What, what does a cross represent? Well, I went back over, the scripture came to me back over and uh, back over in Roman chapter 5 there. And the Bible says, therefore being justified, that means forgiven, that means saved. Now I'm going to talk to you about what the cross really represents. Therefore being justified, we have faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Therefore, being justified, we have faith in Jesus Christ. Faith is the substance of things, hope all the evidence thing not seen. Justification just simply means you're saved. You've been forgiven. And how have you been forgiven? You've been forgiven by the cross, sir, this morning. Janet and them sings a song. I think it's, uh, y'all sang that song, what is it? That's where you'll find me at the foot of the cross. Is that the name of it? That's where you're going to meet Jesus. We've got a sign, a picture up over across in the old church across the road over there. was painted back probably back in the 60s and uh, early 60s probably. And no preacher drawed it as he preached a message, uh, the way of the cross leads home. Uh, and he water painted that while he was preaching. He'd preach a while, then he would paint it. Uh, still a beautiful picture. And I've looked at that picture so many times, and I thought, you know, and, and it's got the cross there, and it's got a road. Uh, and if you go to heaven, uh, that road leads up. And if you don't go to heaven, that road leads to hell this morning. Uh, but the way of the cross this morning uh, leads home. You say, well, how does that lead home? Because that's where you're going to find Jesus. Amen. Uh, that's where I found him at. You have to go uh, to the foot of the cross before you find Jesus, before you find the way. Uh, amen. This morning, because Jesus said, I am the way. Uh, and he proved that he was the way. Uh, amen. When he died for your sins uh, and my sins uh, and the sins of the whole world. Uh, that's why Jesus said, I am the way. His way took him by the cross. Uh, amen. If he hadn't been there, of that cross, uh, you and I would have been bound for hell uh, this morning and nothing we could do about it. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I'll tell you something you're going to find when you go to the cross. When you go to the cross and you come humbly before God, you say, well, where's the cross at? You can, right here's a cross. These altars right here. Everywhere you humble yourself down and pray at, that's where you're going to find Jesus. Where you're going to find Jesus. And I want to tell you what I felt when I went there. 
I felt something at the foot of the cross, Brother Mike. God, I'm, I feel so good this morning right now. <laughs> when I went to the cross that day at that sawmill back in 1983, I felt something that day that I'd looked for all my life and I was 38, 39 years old and I had looked for it and looked for it in the world and I had never found it. I never found it. Somebody tell me what you found there at the foot of the cross. Romans said, therefore being justified by faith, he said, I have peace with God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is anybody hearing me this morning? When you found Jesus, let me rephrase that. When Jesus found you, what did you find? Found peace. I'd look for some peace. I'd try to find it in the Bible. I'd try to find it in other places. Help for give me God. In other places, I'd search and I'd look the world over, so to speak. But I had never found found what I was looking for because. I didn't know that any peace like that uh, would persist. Hey Amen. I, I looked and I searched and I tried this and I tried that. Oh, I found pleasures in sin. Uh, I found pleasures in the world, Brother Mark. Uh, but I never found that peace within my heart uh, that I wanted, that I needed. Uh, and I would have never found it uh, unless one day in 1983 uh, I found it on my knees uh, at an old gravel uh, a parking lot at the sawmill, I felt something I'd looked for for all my life. I'd spent thousands and thousands of dollars, Mike, looking for it and searching for it and trying to buy it, but money can't buy what God can give you free. Hallelujah! Amen. Woo! Glory! Amen. <laughs> he said we have peace in God. Romans said, we don't only, when I went to that cross and I found Jesus and I got down on my knees and I prayed and I found peace that day and I didn't only find peace this morning, but the Bible says, therefore, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God and not only that, but we have access, listen church, we have access to the throne of God where we can not only find peace, hallelujah, but we can keep that peace, that peace that the world don't have to give you this morning. Hallelujah. Do you have that peace this morning? I've got access to God where I'm in the church or where I'm not in the church. I still have access to the throne of God to call upon and tell God my troubles and my trials. Amen. If I didn't have, I would not survive in this world. Amen. Especially in the last year and a half since, I would have not survived and we would not survive if we had not had that peace and knowing Jesus Christ hearing us and answered our prayers. We would not had that access uh, to go to him and tell him uh, not that he didn't know it but he likes for, to hear from his people uh, every now and then. Amen. Yeah, on, amen. 
I probably spent more time in prayer brother in the last year and a half than I've spent in all my life. Spent more prayer. But just remember when the troubles and trials comes, if you're saved, you have somebody to take your troubles to. You have somebody, Brother Paul, to tell them about. When it was said this morning, sometimes you feel you're standing alone. Over the years, I've felt that I've stood alone many, many times. <laughs> Every church has problems. Don't let them tell you they don't. They do. If they're a Christian, because the devil's going to see to that. But if it hadn't been for Jesus Christ, if it hadn't been for the cross, if it hadn't been for a place called Calvary, if it hadn't been for a man that loved me so much that he died for me, I'd have thrown my hands up a long time ago. And I'd have said, I can't handle it. But I remember what Jesus said. I remember what he said. He said, son, I'll never leave you. Is anybody hearing me? He said, son, I will never leave you. And he says to you too, daughters, I'll never leave you. Think about it. This is a promise of God. God, one thing God cannot do. Somebody said, God can do all things. I said, no, there's one thing God can't do. They said, what can't God do? I said, the Bible says God can't lie. Amen. So God can't lie. And I get in trouble... I go to Him. Not that He don't know what I'm going through, brother. He knows. But He wants me to depend upon Him. Sometimes we act like we don't need God. You know that? I hear people say, well, this is mine and that's mine. I've worked and it's mine. I ain't going to pay my tithes. I ain't going to give that church no money. I ain't going to give so and so sick in trouble. I'm not giving them nothing. This is mine. I worked and I made it. They ought to have done the same way as I done. Come on, brother. I'm not helping nobody. What I've got's mine. Come on. You don't own anything. You don't own anything. You see, I guess I did. I bought it. Who'd you get the money to buy it with? See your lie. Those people think they're in control of the destiny of their life. They think they can control their life. Anybody hear me? Who is in control of your life? Not you. You're either allowing God to be in control of your life or you're allowing the devil to be in control of your life. And if you're allowing the devil to be in control of your life and you're listening to the devil and he's your master and you're going to follow him and I'm going to tell you something, he's going to dig you a hole that you can't get out of. He's good at getting you into trouble, but when he gets you into trouble, you need to call upon him to get you out of there. But I thank God that I know one that made me a promise. Come on, brother. He said, I'll be your brother, I'll be your sister. 
He said, I'll be your wife. I'll be your husband. He said, I'll be your redeemer. I'll be your shield. I'll be your light. He said, I'll be anything that I need to be to get you through the storm. If it hadn't been without Je- if it hadn't been for Jesus, I'd have drifted too far from the shore. Oh, yeah. I'd have never got back. But do you know him this morning? Do you know him this morning? Well, he said, we also have access by faith into his grace. Anybody know what that word grace means? We have access, which means we have an open line to Jesus Christ. By faith. And we can, we can go to him anywhere, anytime, day or night. By faith. You've got to talk to him by faith. Believing in him. And then we can find his peace. We can find his grace. That's where you find grace at. There's so many things you can find at the foot of the cross. You can find peace. You can find hope. And most of all, you can find grace this morning. What is grace? Grace is the love of Jesus Christ. Grace is someone that died for you that you don't have to go to hell this morning. Grace means Jesus Christ this morning. His grace, His love, His peace, His joy. The Bible says there's joy in the Lord this morning. What about it this morning? What about it this morning? Do you have that peace this morning? Do you have access into the throne of God? See, you've got to know Him in a free pardon of sin. You might say, Brother Ralph, you might say, Preacher, how do I get saved? I've never been saved before. I don't know what you I don't really understand what you're talking about. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, you've tried everything else, you've tried everything else. And you and I know, I know. But you're still liking something and you know you're still liking something. You're liking something called peace this morning. You're liking something called joy. The devil would like to get you down and keep you down. The devil would like to wallow you around in sorrow. The devil would like to call your past up every chance he gets. And when you start listening to him, he's going to keep you down there and you'll go through life miserable. You'll go through life without any peace. You'll go through life without any joy. You'll go through life because you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord. Preacher, how can I do that? You come this morning, and I'll meet you right here at the foot of the cross, so to speak. I'll meet you right here. I'll pray with you. I can't save you, but I can pray with you, and I can lead you right down the path that I went to find Jesus Christ this morning. If you're looking for some peace this morning, if you're looking for something inside, inside, if you're looking for a feeling inside, a feeling and assurance inside that Jesus Christ loves you, if, then you can have that assurance this morning that you can see mom and dad one day. You can have that assurance that Somebody that you won't have to wake up every day and walk through that day hurting and suffering and living a life of sorrow and heartache. You can wake up that morning 
say, thank you, Jesus, that I woke up this morning. Jesus, give me that hope. Give me that peace. Lord, take my hand today. I'm going through a bad day. Would you stand with me for a minute as she plays softly? Lord, would you just take my hand and help me today? And I promise you, you'll feel something warm in your hand. And he'll say, come and follow me. I see your tears. I feel your hurt. You're not alone. Just go with me. And they'll help you through that day. What about it this morning? Would there be one come this morning? Would there be one come this morning? Maybe somebody here that's lost that joy that they once had, lost that peace they once had. Would there be somebody here this morning that would come? Rededicate their life. And if you've never been saved, just make a commitment with Jesus Christ today. Would you come just as you are this morning? All heads bowed, nobody looking around. Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you. If you'd like to come and it just seems like you can't, can't turn loose of the pew. If you slip your hand up, Brother Ralph will come there and walk with you up here. He'll even come with you right there where you're at and pray with you. As they sang a song, would you like to come this morning? Would you like to come? Somebody standing by you. If you don't want to come alone, just reach over and take somebody's hand and say, will you go with me? We need Jesus. Will you go with me? Jesus changes lives. He changes lives. Will anybody come? As they come this morning, come right on. Come right on this morning. Somebody come pray with these. It's coming. If you've lost your joy, then God's got it this morning. He wants to give it back to you.